you know, most of our waking time, rather than working, rather than producing, should be spent supporting our creativity. Every single one of us is creative. Too many of us have lost our way. I'm Jen Liss, and I've been on a commute my entire life, on a continuous search for the next thing that will bring me the ultimate level of happiness. Finally, I realized I'd never get anywhere unless I took my journey to the inside. Because the truth is, it is your inner creator who guides you to your purpose. The creative commute is your shortcut. I'm here to speed up your journey, filling your tank with inspiration, practical tips, thoughtful conversations, and yes, lots of silly metaphors to reconnect you with your inner creator. It's the creative fuel you need to close the distance between where you're at and where you desire to go. Because if you seek a life of meaning, if you're unhappy in your current job or life, looking for more, or if you're just not sure if what you're doing is enough, this is the podcast for you. I'm Jen Liss. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, creative commuter. On my last solo cast, I talked about the idea of burnout. And honestly, I was starting to face burnout <laughs> myself pretty hard. And that's why it's something that I talked about. Unfortunately, the problem with burnout is that you often don't recognize it until it's already there, until you're already knee deep in the slog and you're like, oh crap, I can't move forward anymore. I'm stuck here. <laughs> like I faced it many a time in my life, but this time I'm actually, I have to say, pretty dang proud of myself that I caught it when I did because this was one of the earliest times that I have probably ever caught it. And I have taken some steps to start to remediate the problem. And honestly, I think that being vocal about it here on the podcast really forced me to actually have some accountability about it. And, you know, I, perhaps my husband being my podcast editor had a little bit to do with that because we've honestly, over the past couple of weeks, even just yesterday, had some really tough conversations about it. I sat down with myself, honestly, to really face this personal demon that I keep coming up against. Now, I share all of this not to be negative, but actually to provide the opposite. You know, I, I want people to know if you've ever experienced that, if you're experiencing this now, if you've been in and out of it, it's so normal. It's so normal for us to hit periods where we feel like we've done too much. And actually, between the time that I had that podcast, that I recorded that podcast, the very next day, I actually interviewed the episode that aired last week, which was with Dr. Barbara Kerr. And she, she actually dished me a giant heaping shovel full of mental whoop ass about this. Okay. She didn't like beat me with a shovel, but I kind of felt like I perhaps had been a little bit beaten over the head with some of what she said. If you haven't listened to that episode, I actually might suggest that you stop right now, go back and listen to last week's episode with Dr. Barbara, and then come back to this one. Or really, do it whatever way you want to, but she says she says some insightful stuff, and I'm going to go over a little bit of that and why how that applies to this week's episode. 
But what Dr. Barber said in this episode is that we are creative beings. And that's what we talk about on this podcast all the time is that we are creative beings. Creativity is what we do as human beings. It is what we are made to do. It's what makes us different than other animals, than other creatures, than all of the things around us. We can create. And what she says is that we should encourage ourselves to be creative as much as we can. And here's the real kicker, my friends. (laughs) She says that if we're to be as creative as we possibly can, we have to give up that productivity thing. We have to actually, she says, work a lot less. In fact, she is a proponent of working no more than four to six hours on our workdays, which is fascinating. I'd love to know if anybody puts in just four to six hours and how that works for you, because there's studies that show that people can be a lot more effective with these shorter workdays. But anyway, I digress. What I'm really getting to is that in order to be our most creative selves, we've got to let go of this need, this desire to constantly push ourselves to our limits, because pushing yourself does not actually always create more better work, more creative work, better ideas. It just doesn't. When we exhaust ourselves, it just doesn't. And what Barbara says is that in her research of human history, she has like looked way back in human history and really examined this. She says that, you know, humans have only worked this four to six hour days of work. And then the rest of the time, is spent on things that support our creativity. So think about this. The time that you're not working, like reframe this idea of your rest time as time that is supporting your creativity. And to quote her exactly, we are being robbed of the life that we as humans were born to live by the very society that we live in. Our society, our our need to monetize and produce our every minute of our waking time is not the way that humans were meant to be living. And that was just like this huge wake-up call to me (laughs) over the last two weeks. I have thought a lot about it. I've listened to my own podcast episode. I, I don't know if this makes me a weirdo, but I just needed to hear her say it over and over again. I've listened to that podcast episode at least four times just so that I can just listen to what she's saying because it's so important. I was like, this is life-changing, thinking about our rest time as the time that supports our creativity. You know, Most of our waking time, rather than working, rather than producing, should be spent supporting our creativity. Think of it, when I think of it like that, that changes it for me. It no longer feels like wasted time. And maybe, maybe I'm trying to like produce my creative time. I, you know, I'm just, uh, we're producers by nature. It's what we know, but just think about this differently. This idea that she said that she shared is really the antithesis of what we, we know to be true, what we've taught to be true. When we track our every waking hour, we aren't leaving time to feed our creativity, which is what we do. Creativity is what we do. And we're not feeding it. We're not giving it time. We're not helping it to thrive. We're not supporting it. It's almost like we need to completely flip this idea on its head and prioritize the things that help our creativity to flourish 
and actually knock work down a notch. And if we do that, we'll probably be better workers, honestly. So in this episode, I want to share some ways that, as Dr. Barbara says it, we can live a more primal life. Now, by living a more primal life, we're not talking about eating raw chicken cutlets. (laughs) I'm talking about spending more time doing the basic primal things that humans love to do. The things that we just, oh, we just by nature love to do. And that will help us to build your personal village of creative support. Now, those basic things, according to Dr. Barbara, are to spend more time connecting with others, playing, making things, telling stories. These are the things that we inherently love to do. So how do you build your personal creative village? How do you start to gather your support for your creativity? Well, (laughs) it's creative exercise time, my friend. (laughs) That's what this podcast episode is all about. And I actually did this for myself. And it was, first of all, actually really fun. (laughs) This exercise was really fun, but it's also full of all of these little tiny aha moments for me. And I hope you get that too. So what you're going to do is take Dr. Barbara's four primal human activities, the things we just love to do, the things that boost our creativity, the things that boost our happiness and joy and fulfillment that just make us feel good. You're going to make a list of those things for you. Now, I just want this to be one big list, you know, just one thing after another. Don't bother like trying to categorize or organize this. You're simply going to take out a sheet of paper, grab a pencil or pen or marker, whatever, whatever you have handy, write this down So you're going to simply do one long list and write as many things as pop into your mind, and then you'll go to the next. So I'll give you some instructions here, but know that there are no hard and fast rules to this. It's going to just be more of a stream of consciousness type of activity. So grab your paper, whether it's right now, you probably won't do it right now. Listen to this podcast episode and then, and then do it. So the four primal things, according to Dr. Barbara Kerr, that humans love to do are one gossip. And by gossip, it doesn't mean like girly gossip. It's like, we like to talk about, we like to talk about things and I'll explain that in a minute. So gossip two is play three, make things four, tell stories. So gossip, play, make things, tell stories. These are the things that as human beings, we just, we love doing all of these things. We love participating in in these activities. So these are the four things that we're going to go through and that you are going to write your list of what are these things for you? What are the things that you love to do in each of these categories? You're going to go one at a time. So you'll go through gossip and you'll write as many as you can, and then you'll do play and you'll write as many as you can, and then make things as many as you can, and then tell stories. I'm going to go through examples of what this could be by going through actually some of my own personal examples when I did it. So with gossip, think of it more like, what are the things that you like to talk about? If you're at a party, what are you excited to get into an engaging conversation with somebody about? What are you curious about? What are the kinds of questions that you like to ask people? You know, just like lighthearted conversations that you kind of enjoy. So for me, when I sat down to do this, when I did the gossip part, I wrote down, you know, I like the whys of things. Like, why the heck did so-and-so do that? I want to know the root of things, but also 
food. I love talking about food. I love talking about big ideas. I like talking about people's strange behavior, weird things that people do. I saw, oh, did you see that guy who was walking backward in the park the other day? Like just weird things like that. I love bragging about the wonderful things that people who I love do. And, you know, all of these things are on my list under gossip. So I wrote down as many of those things as I could think of. And then I moved on to play. What are the things that you love to do for play? For me, here are the things that came up for me. Skating, hugging my dogs, going and perusing a bookstore, reading a scummy romance novel. I love that. And I never allow myself to do it. Read product reviews. Okay. I know that's really weird, but I like to read product reviews. I love to do all of this research and I just love what people say. And I feel like there's like this very human thing that comes out in people when they're reviewing a product, especially the negative ones. But I often stop myself from reading as much of product reviews as I'd want to, because it feels like a waste of time. But I love I love doing it. So I think this is probably a little bit of a a gossip, but also a play thing. Anyway, (laughs) so I hope your playlist is super duper long, but if it's not, that is totally cool. So as soon as you get done with, here's the things that I like to do for play, move on to making. And you'll notice some crossover between these things. And that's why it's all just one list. But the the four categories is a way to just drum up more and more ideas for yourself so that you can make a nice big list of things that you love to do. No hard rules here. So when you get to making, you know, this could be cooking, cooking something new or (laughs) jokes or bad puns. Bad puns are things I love to make. I also like to every once in a while concoct an interesting drink, mix things together that don't belong. Or I, I like to make events. I like to create events where people get together. So maybe it's like a book club for you. Maybe I'll throw out some other ideas of things that you could put because this is such a broad topic, things you can make painting, drawing, music. Oh my gosh, so many different things. So, you know, really get just, I'm giving a breadth of ideas to get your, your own creative juices flowing for what that could be for you. So then finally, telling stories. What are the kinds of stories that you like to consume or tell? Personally, I love a good reality story. Like, did you hear? Uh, But I also love a good mystery. Like, oh, can you believe it? Or like a story like, I used to think this, but now, ooh. And I love telling these kind of stories too. Or like a real story, like a real event happened. And then like throwing a comedic ender or like a little surprise twist. I just, I love those kinds of stories. I like to consume mysteries and thrillers and comedies and true stories about real people. So go all the way through this for yourself. So the categories again are gossip, play, make things, tell stories. And what are those things? Really, you don't have to go through these categories if you don't want to. You could just make a huge list of things that bring you joy because that's really what this is about. This is about things that support your creativity. And when you go through these various things that support your creativity, you're in essence talking about the things that essentially bring you joy. So seriously, stream of consciousness, this just bam, 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 just right until you're done. And then 
step away from it. Step away from it. Doesn't need to be for long, maybe just three to five minutes. Go grab a drink, go grab a snack, go check yourself in the mirror, come back in like three to five minutes, and then take a look at your list and think how many of these things do I incorporate into my own life? Not me, you. (laughs) How many of these things do you incorporate into your life? Now, how about last week? How many of these things that you really like doing did you incorporate into your life in the last week? I hope there's a ton. But if you're anything like me, who has been kind of struggling with the burnout thing, my list was pretty sad. (laughs) Over the past few months, honestly, I've really let my creative self-care, my creative support group, my creative village has really slid down. And honestly, I probably like burned my own creative village to the ground (laughs) rather than supporting it, rather than building it, I burned it down. So if your list is anything like mine, if it feels like that, do not berate yourself about it. It is what it is. But the nice thing about this is that it can be changed right here and right now. So your task, once you get this list, is to go through that list and circle the four to five things that you're going to do to make sure you intentionally build your creative village this week. What are four to five things that you can do this week? You know, maybe it's maybe it's going roller skating. Maybe it's going and doing something. Maybe it's playing. But maybe it's something as simple as calling up a friend to have an enjoyable conversation about a topic that you enjoy gossiping. Not, I'm not talking about like gossiping, but talking about, <laughs> you know, what are those things that you could do? Maybe it's grabbing a new book and reading it just for the sake of enjoying it, but intentionally do four to five things that are going to help create your support village. Do this for yourself, whatever those four things are, do it with intentionality and then do it this week and then do it again the next week, and again the next week. And after a while, here's my guess. This is new to me as well. I'm also participating in this with you. But my guess is that we will start to naturally incorporate these habits into our life. Because habits, those are also something that humans do too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I so look forward to hearing what is on your list. You can share it out on social media. You can share it in the Creative Commute Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash the Creative Commute. If you want to email it to me, you can. My email is creativecommutegen, J-E-N, at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much. Your listenership means the world to me. Keep shining your magical, creative light out there in the world. I'll see you next time. Bye.